Hello, good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, or good whenever. You are listening to Strange Movies with Kevin and Greg. I'm Kevin, and I am joined with my co-host and brother, Greg. How you doing, mate? Good, good. Yourself? I'm having internet difficulties, but apart from that, I am I'm fucking brandy. Uh, gremlins. <laughs> Well, that's not the movie we'll get a review. I wish we'd been reviewing that movie, but no. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing all right. You all right? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Uh, how is week 753 lockdown working up here? I've forgotten what the sky looks like. Hmm, okay. That's deep, man. That's fucking deep. Yeah. Right, so... For those of you who don't know, uh, probably a few years won't because this is only our second episode. Thank you very much for the feedback in the first episode, by the way, uh, where we reviewed The Bronx Warriors 1980. Still trying to get rid of the dirty feeling after that, but <clears throat> I'm going to shock you and tell you that the movie we watched today I actually liked. But the premise of this is we're going to watch um, some of the weirdest, most strange films, strange movies, so you don't have to. Um, yeah, so we decided this week we were going to take a look at another film from 1990, um, and it was one that was probably one of a few uh, for this kind of genre at this time. Well, I don't know what the genre is, but baggy trousers and karate kicks. But uh, we chose to review Angel Town, Kev. Yeah, uh, well, I saw Amazon Prime. I enjoyed it. I thought you'd like it as well. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, now, you know what? Uh, this film is actually a bit of a guilty pleasure, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a wee bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you want to take the lead with this and just... Uh, I'll chip in with... I've got a few thoughts. Uh, uh, the plot of Angel Town is that a French kickboxer played by <clears throat> Olivia Gruner, hope I said that right, comes to America to uh, train a college or Olympic kickboxing team and has to, uh, the only place he can find rented accommodation is in the bad part of town where a street gang is terrorizing uh, the only home that's willing to rent him. Oh, yeah. Let's let's before we get to that, let's let's go back to the start. So it starts off with this fight between two guys, which well, I mean, let's face it, these guys in the last ten minutes in Broxman. Um, uh, like it started having these be, but like we, I'm not say handbags. I think the football uh, pundit got got sacked for saying handbags. I'm saying handbags. It was handbags. And the wee nightsticks and uh, things like that, and then just started shooting every day. It was just mental. And then, then we cut to a cemetery, uh, which is in France, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy is talking to some dead. Uh, do you ever think is it his dad? Uh, I think so. That makes it even fucking weirder. Mm-hmm. So he's saying he's dad. I'm, I mean, I thought this was the worst French accent ever. Turns out the guy's French. <clears throat> 
it turns out the guy's actually French. So he's, he's like, oh, Dad, I hope you be proud of me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Then this bird appears, right? This, this bird appears, and she's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to America. And she's like, all right, okay. And you were going to leave without this. And then she just takes her kettle. Like, she's, written, she's not fur-coated knee knickers, like, literally. Um, she takes her kettle, so she's bought naked, and they start humping by this da- boy's dad's grave. Great way to start your movie. <laughs> Can I just point out, I felt bad when my phone rang when I passed Dad's grave once. I go guilty, I felt guilty about that. What's this, this guy? I mean, this is your hero? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Anyway, I took an instant like to this guy because, well, just clearly a top shagger. <laughs> But uh, this is what I, I missed the part when it turned out that he was like going to be coaching uh, a kickboxing team for the Olympics. I, was, I spent most of this movie trying to figure out why a 50 year old man was going to America at university. Yeah. And he, was, he just looked surprised all the time. He was just like. What was his first film? Was he? Do you know what? For his first film, he done all right. Um, <laughs> It done not bad for a first film. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that was the opening to the film. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, during the, the gang fight, you know, it's like in the background, like the same five guys keep showing up to the fight. The burger place. No, no, like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the same five guys keep showing up at the, the burger place. <laughs> No, 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 the fight didn't take place there, but, you know, I mean, like, the same guy at the boombox keeps showing up. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. I just... Well, I'm going to get to tell you what I thought, actually, because, um, yeah. Yeah, we don't want death threats. Yeah. Um, so, I, it was a, all a bit strange, and, and so, this is where it kind of... Um, this is where it, it kind of turned into like a, a, a jock frat movie because the Dean hates him. Oh yeah, that guy's a fucking dick. Really is. Um, There's no need for his attitude. Yeah, and you keep thinking, okay, at some point in the film, he's going to get kicked in the face. He never got kicked in the face once. Yeah, I know, he just disappears halfway through the film. I know, I know. Um, strange one. Yeah. So basically, I think because this guy was here and he wasn't paying university fees, he didn't want him here. Turns out the guy's like an engineering genius, uh, mm-hmm. which they could have done so much more with that. They could have had an eighteen type moment where he got locked in a, a garage with like a, a coat hanger, a hair dryer, and he builds this big abortion machine. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna get death threats for that one. Well, it was the nineties. It was a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, moving on. The uh, as you said, he, was, he, he tries to find a place to stay, uh, but all that's available is the wrong side of town, um, and he rocks up at this house, uh, and the women's not want to let him stay. But they get hassled by 
these two wee guys who kind of look like the Young Bucks a bit, and I like the Young Bucks, but they do like... The evil Young Bucks. The evil Young Bucks, yep. Um, and they start getting with the woman hassle, and at that point, uh, they kind of agree to let him stay. Um, do you want to take it to your yeah, so doing all this, um, at some point, he goes to a, a party at the university, and the gang shows up there, and starts, you know, beating up people, you know, he shows off his kickboxing skills, and people kind of scare him. And his baggy trousers. Yep. Can't forget the baggy trousers, yeah. most important part of the film. So he comes home, and afterwards, and he finds, like, the woman's uh, son, Sneaker and he thinks he's one of the gang members and uh, they end up coming chasing and sort of thing. Because it turns out the gang is trying to recruit the son into the gang. They've got a very, very hands-on recruitment policy. So, yeah, the gang's trying to recruit uh, the son into the gang and they're not taking no for an answer. And the head of the gang is like this, uh, he's a psychopathic piece of shit. It, it, it hides behind the machine gun and forces all the other guys to go in to the house and all that and do the day work. Yeah, he's got a good moustache though. I thought it was a dirty moustache. Not a good one. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you what a dirty moustache is. I'll tell you. Maybe have another time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, they keep you know, chase, they chase them around the town for a bit. And when they come back, it turns out they killed his grandma by frightening her to death. They actually did fright her to death. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was a sad scene. I, I disagree. Um, the chase scene tended to go on for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like... It, it reminded me sort of the scene in Back to the Future. Where Michael J. Fox, like, always, it's, it happens and it's like a chamber of the falls when he steals the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Only this was just a guy in double denim or what's known as a, a Glasgow tuxedo. Um mm-hmm. like running. Uh yeah. Sorry, that was just a okay tangent enough and carry on. Yeah, um yeah, I mean and from there this get escalate escalates into like drive by shootings and car bombings. And then escalate quite fast, I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah, it really did, and I mean, was a uh, you know your favorite part of the film so up until the end. The bit with the granny died. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I felt it was a good film. I mean, uh, a lot of good stuff happened in it. I mean, he goes he, so after the granny dies, he takes his son to like his friend who runs like a a JoJo karate a school. A what? A dojo karate school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what it's called. I know, but you said something completely different. But you basically say what Granny used to call my penis. So, anyway. Maybe I'll... Oh, my <laughs> face is bright red. He goes to this dojo uh, and hides at Lee's friend, Henry. Played by Pierre Kwan, who also played Rain in Big Trouble in Little China. Which we were meant to go and see at a drive-in 
but it was cancelled because of big trouble in Rona. Oh, <laughs> what do you call it? Back trouble in Little China. <laughs> I might edit that out. Um, so yeah, uh, so he's, he's basically, he's, he gets taken in by these, oh, we've not spoken about uh, the mother, so mm-hmm. there's a boy and there's his granny, but the mum's there as well. Is she doing something else? I, I thought she looked quite famous. I, I don't know. I mean, I can find out about it later, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, really I don't care that much. Alright. So, there's, there's clearly... I thought there was some sort of chemistry brewing between the two. I think there was a wee bit, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a wee bit. And but she was very reluctant towards it. Well, I think it's probably because there wasn't a, a, a grave around that. He maybe once maybe at the granny's funeral that's when they decided to get his like he's 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 Bobby. I don't know. <laughs> um maybe that's just his that's maybe just his go to place he can only get aroused in, in cemeteries. Well, yeah, like maybe. Yeah. Uh, 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 you left me speeches with that one. Sorry, I'm just thinking. Um <laughs> Right, let's get back at the film. Um, hmm. so, yeah, so... Sorry, how'd you go? Yeah, so the gang tries uh, various methods to kill him, like, uh, you know, getting a kid to fire a gun um, while driving by, and, uh, you know, planting a bomb in his new car. Mm-hmm. And, or, uh, and at one point, the gang leader tracks the mother down to her work and uh, beats and rapes her. I actually found a film that was quite... didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, yeah. it was, uh, that, that kind of shocked me a bit, the fact that they included a scene like that in it. Um, mm. But I suppose it's sort of at the time of Death Wish films like that, where it seemed to be standard in some films. Uh, um, I know, I mean... Back then, like, you know, if you wanted your villain to be a complete scumbag, you'd have him rape someone. True. It's, it's actually uh, quite interesting to look back at that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, she gets taken to hospital, uh, and this leads to um, the young guy uh, where he finds out uh, he's, he's, that's him, he's, he's ready to break, but he goes back to the house to defend the house. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what was so special about this. I think it was just the family house. But we missed the, uh, the whole thing about the guy in the wheelchair who reminded me so and this is not a dig, but it reminded me so much of Joe from Family Guy. I was going to say that, but I was, knew you were saying that first. So really? He, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was based, if Joe was based on this guy. It's so, like, the guy's obviously, uh, uh, he's a Vietnam vet mm-hmm. uh, and he's, he's lost power of his legs. But it's just like a uh, total man, total macho man. I was like, mm-hmm. and it, you just see him, he, he rolls out of the house, he comes back out with his gun, he just starts shooting people. Uh, and it mm-hmm. just it really made me think he's Joe the family guy. Yep. Even the way he was shouting and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I'm glad that wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we get back. So the guy is uh, trying to defend his house, but there's more and more of them. And what really annoyed me mm-hmm. is when they were trying to like, get in the garden. Why don't you choose the gate? They kept breaking panels in the fence off. That really, really bugged me. Bring down the property value. 
That's exactly what it Well, I suppose because it was in a nice area right enough, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, they're violent scumbags. I mean, that's what violent scumbags is doing. If there's any violent scumbags out there, please tweet us and let us know um, if that is your go-to method when entering a garden. Um, so yeah, the, um, so it starts off with him by himself with this rifle that he can't even shoot, and then our man in the wheelchair um, goes through quite the battle to get where he needs to go, but mm-hmm. arrives on the porch as well and starts shooting, and then our our, um, our kung fu uh, engineer French necrophiliac dude appears, uh, and just starts kicking ass in these baggy trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know, like, and snapping limbs and all that. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it was quite an extended fight scene. I think it was like the last 20 minutes. Uh, last 20 minutes of the fight in the film. It's just this fight scene. And it was good. It's entertaining. I mean, it's, it's pretty yeah. prevalent, but it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, mm. And eventually, um, it boils down to uh, the young guy and this gang leader, mm-hmm. uh, and they have a one-on-one. I, well, I say they have a one-on-one. There, uh, he's been beaten up pretty bad beforehand, mm-hmm. but uh, the guy stands his ground, wins, and that's him kind of freed from him to join the gang. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure the gang is dead by this point. See, then he die because he's just like lied. He just <coughs> lies there. He got beaten to death, I think. Uh, I think that's what happened. Really? Yeah. I just thought he got like a severe hiding. Either or. Either way, the, I, I like the bit where like, it flashback to the, the main guy's flashback where it was like, his dad's son, we went for a similar thing, and his dad was like, you did what you had to do. That's right. And that was after, after the sex scene at the graveyard. Mm-hmm. I imagine there'd been other folk visiting the cemetery. I'm just, I can't stop thinking about this. Yeah, the, there's, a, there's a grieving family there, burying little Timmy, and they go, and they go what's that over there? And they go, oh God! Although I once had explosive <laughs> diarrhea in a cemetery. Oh! <laughs> oh God! I actually had to use my underwear as, as plural. Uh, it was a bit serious. <laughs> I was at oh. 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, god. I was having to walk home because I couldn't get a taxi and um I don't know, so I must never agree with me. So rather than do it on the on the street, I'm not gonna tell you where it was. Um because that's just uh and like I was I was over I was over ten years ago. It was, it was maybe twenty years ago. But anyway, I um oh, Jesus. So that happened. Um and while it wasn't sexual in any way. Um, I hope not. I do say, I can honestly say I felt so much better after it. This is my life, folks. This is my life. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, I was having a flashback there. Um, yeah, the yeah. five mile stir there. So, um, I suppose. I like this film, you could like it to explosive diarrhea. Um, but do you know what, that's a bit, a bit harsh because I actually found it quite enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I, I did too. I mean, it's like, it's a great example of middle class filmmaking. 
not middle class, I mean, but you know what? I, I think, see, if this, I say it was 1990s, to see this to be made and Van Damme was in it, people would hold it the same regard. Or, uh, or say, for, I mean, do you know what? If, if Swayze was in it, people would hold it in the same regard as Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Funny enough, there was a long-standing rumour that this was going to be a film for Van Damme. But the the director, Eric Carson, shot that down recently, so, yeah. Is that the guy that signed Hungry Eyes and Dirty Dancing? No, no, that was Patrick Swayze. That was Eric Carman. No, the director's Eric Carson. Carmen sang Hungry Eyes. Not to be confused with the wee fat boy for South Park. His name spelled K A R S O N. Right. The guy that sang Hungry Eyes and Dirty Dancing, his name is Eric Carman. Different people all together. I'm aware of this. I'm trying to make sure that you're aware of this. I am aware of it. I'm, I'm making sure you, you are aware of it. Right, okay. I think we're on the same page. Finally. Maybe I should review Dirty Dancing. Or maybe we should review oh. Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. Yeah, that one. Uh, Wait, there's a sequel? Oh, there's a sequel. Of course there's a sequel. We've made a sequel ever. Damn. Um, did they make a sequel to this? There was plans to make a sequel to it. Uh, in some countries, the movie just was released as Angel Town 2. And is this is edited for this original film in this, Juice? I don't think so. We might need to have a look at that down the line. Okie doke. So, yeah. You were talking talk about something before I went on the Dirty Dancing tangent. Uh, Eric Carson said... Oh, there was meant to be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it would be something like that, because uh, I don't think that's Eric... Or what's, his, what's his name? Eric Carson? Oh, Eric Cartman. Um, Ollie Gunner Solskjaer. Olivia Gunner. That's the one. Um, so did he go on and do anything else apart from this? He actually looks a bit like a boy I went to school with, but... Oh, he's, uh, he's been in a, a, quite a few action films. Uh, he starred in the film Nemesis and a few art films. I can't even mind off the top of my head right now, but... Yeah, he, he was a real, real kickboxing, kickboxing champion. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, he can actually fight. And was he actually French? Yes. Shit accent, man. His accent was absolutely howling. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, that is uh, that's Angel Town. Um, what would you give us out of 10, Kev? Solid 7. 7 out of 10. You know what? I'm probably going to go 7 as well. Um, I think the one criticism was it was, it was an hour 40, which again is nothing. Is nothing compared to some of the films that are there now. But I still feel it went a bit long with a mm-hmm. kind of abrupt ending. I think it could have been a bit... I don't know. I think it could have been a more rounded film in a shorter period of time. But maybe that's just me. Um, 
Yeah, maybe that's just me. I, um, there was not enough graveyard sex for my liking. Um, I think there should have been more of that. Like, just like, boy goes on a humping tour of American cemeteries. Um, they, could, they could have got a bus way, like, all they got on a soul shire's shagging wagon or something like that. Jesus Christ. Uh, if he hears us, he'll come and kick your head in. As long as he doesn't try and shag me, I'm alright. I mean, if he wanted to, there's not much you could do about it either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay, just be gentle and kiss the back of my neck. But yes, I enjoyed this. Uh, I really did enjoy it. Um, it was it's nineties tastic. Actually, I'm saying it's nineties tastic. It could be actually be late eighties tastic. Um, yeah, it was like ninety one, I think. Ninety one. So, yeah. Ninety. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not a twenty year uh, year, but it is early nineties. Well, you can't get much earlier than ninety. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're giving that a 7 out of 10. Um, love to hear what you guys thought. I, I really don't think any of you will have watched this because, well, the whole point is you don't have to. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can at strange underscore movies on the Twitter machine. Um, nice to see you've been getting some retweets and the like. Um, so, yes. Uh, next movie, Kevin. Well, since it's the Christmas season, I'd thought I'd ch- torture you with Santa Claus Conquers the Marsons. Right. Yep. That is a real movie. Great. Tell us a bit about this then. Don't tell us too much, but t- in fact, just, well, don't, don't tell us it. just leave it for the next episode. <clears throat> um, yeah. I need to go and have a, a real think about what I'm going to do in my life. Um, so yeah if you want to get in touch with us guys you can like see the Twitter is at strange underscore movies uh, hit us up then Kev you got any shout outs you want to plug anything you want to plug your drawings or uh, I, uh, I have a a DVR account at King Kev Zilla at um, DVR and my drawings up there so have a look if you want to see some cool stuff what was that email address again? That website? Uh, KingKevzilla.DeviantArt.com DeviantArt? Yep. Cool. Is there any naked stuff in there? No. No. Uh, at least not by me. Have you got any, like, any, any monsters touching themselves or that? Good night, folks. See ya. <laughs> Whatever, getting ready. One super billion, you're